to the MetaZen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 69, Mindset Precedes Identity. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Thursday, and welcome to episode 69, Mindset Precedes Identity. In this episode, I want to discuss how mindset feeds everything that we do. It feeds everything that, you know, we see in ourselves. It feeds our perception. It feeds our self-image because mindset, it holds all of the contents of our life, our humiliations, our triumphs, our successes, our failures, and, you know, how people respond or react to us and all of the things. And we're able to get in front of the bus and work on mindset. Then we can become more in control of what our identity is and how we're able to show up in the world. If you are new to this podcast, what's up? Salutations. Happy Thursday, and thank you kindly for being here. If you are coming back for another episode, what's up, kids? <laughs> we almost to the weekend. I hope you didn't get paid more than once this week. I hope the business is doing good. I hope your relationships are doing good, and I hope you are thriving. I hope therapy is helping you. Be blessed, and thank you again for being here. The first segment of this episode, we're going to talk about living a life that's true to you. In the second segment, we're going to talk about expressing your emotions. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about finding something in your life that pulls you. My intention for this episode is just to bring it back to authenticity and just doing things that move you, doing things that work for you and living a life that works for you and understanding that your life is a result of your choices and you need to be okay with them. It needs to be something you're satisfied with. So let's jump into this episode in three, two, one. Mark Twain said, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to reform or pause and reflect. I feel like, or in my opinion, I feel like one of the biggest causes of unfulfillment in human life is our inability to live a life that is true to us. So many of us, we live day in, day out, year in and year out, and we live these lives, we go after these jobs, we have these lifestyles, we go after these relationships, we have these marriages, we have all this stuff that other people expect of us as, as opposed to actually going after what we actually want. The truth is, when it comes to living a life that's true to you, that is going to feel very, very lonely. 
I'm not going to lie to you. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not something easy that you can just take on because it's easy to feel encouraged and feel like you're doing the right thing when your life looks like everyone else. One of the biggest things that I struggled with for a long time was the fact that I realized that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I realized that I wanted to be more self-sufficient and independent and that I didn't want to spend the rest of my life working for other people. Now, this is, I have nothing against working for other people or people who, you know, still want to work nine to fives, but I had to learn myself from that journey that I have a little bit more to give in a different kind of way. And not that people in nine to fives don't have more to give. I'm not going to make, you know, go into that really, but I had to take some very unconventional routes and I'm still not where I want to be but I do get to maintain a sense of independence and in doing what I want to do and living a day that's self-directed and doing what I want to do this podcast contributes greatly to that and because of a lot of your donations and support you've contributed greatly to that and you know for that I appreciate you I just can't tell you how many people I've known or that I know who are working jobs and they are unhappy. They are deeply, deeply unhappy, unhappy. But the only thing that's really keeping them going is the fact that everyone else wants their job or that everyone else wants to make the kind of money that they're making. Everybody else wishes that they were in their shoes. It makes them feel lucky or empowered enough to just continue to press on. But the whole time they are miserable. And that is no way to live. A lot of times I feel like it's scary for us to go after the things we want because we're scared of going after things and then failing as opposed to, you know, being in a state of indecision and doing what's easy and doing what's expected. One of my biggest fears personally is going into an old man and living a life that mirrors what everybody expected me to do as opposed to taking risks and doing the things I wanted to do as opposed to doing the things I wanted to create, going the paths I wanted to take, making the mistakes I wanted to make. I feel like there are many times when God will throw curveballs in our lives to try to get us back on our own sacred path and channel as opposed to the popular one that the masses are taking. And, you know, a lot of our reactions to those curveballs can, again, be very inconvenienced. And why are you trying to make my life hard? Or why are you upsetting my comfortability? Right now, I'm very comfortable. And I like the way life is for me. It's very convenient. It works for who I am right now. And I just don't want you interrupting that or ruining that for me. Paolo Coelho said, there are moments when troubles in our lives and we can do nothing to avoid them but they are there for a reason. Only when we have overcome them will we understand why they were there. I've told y'all this before, but I went through a period in my life where I got laid off and or fired from like five or six jobs within the course of a year and a half. And it was one of the craziest things that ever happened to me because I've normally been the guy in the past that can hold down a job for three, four, five years or whatever like that and be very stable and consistent with jobs and employment. But I went through a period like about maybe almost five years ago where 
You know, I lost like about six jobs in like a year and a half, maybe a little less than a year and a half. And that wrecked me, that tore me up, that just trashed my whole understanding of life and how life works. It trashed my whole understanding of working for people. And it just really threw me into a frenzy. And I was very, very, very deeply upset and very, very deeply depressed. And I went through a lot of changes. Back then, I thought that, you know, maybe God was trying to run a game and was just really messing with my emotions. But now, <laughs> I see that it was a situ- another situation, another situation where God had to burn the house down for me to start from scratch and see what it is that I really want. It was a very, 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 very uncomfortable time for me because during that time, I lost everything. I lost everything and my life just looked and seemed impossible. I was in such a dark place, what some call the dark night of the soul, but I was in just such a dark place and I realized that I was going through a spiritual awakening and still, you know, I still am. But just that place where a lot of the little beliefs and things that I had up until that point, it's time to unplug from everything that's familiar. It's time to let go all the old stuff and it's time to create a new future, to create a new reality that I'm going to have to build myself with my actions and those actions need to dictate the beliefs, the deep beliefs and convictions that I want to have for the second part of my life, the next chapter of my life. Living a life that's true to you will upset many people. I said this before, but it will upset many people. It will probably drive a lot of people away because they, when they see you take action and do the things you intend to do that you set out to do, that will expose a fraud in them. That will remind them and show them that something in them maybe isn't trying hard enough. Maybe they're lazy. Maybe they're not working hard enough. Maybe they're hell-bent on excuses and, you know, they want to hold on to the past or being a scared little kid or whatever the excuse may be. But I urge you to live a life that honors you, a life that makes you blush, a life that makes you weep, a life that you can look back on when you're an older person and it just really tells a story. Your life is going to tell a story anyway, but tell a story that you envisioned as opposed to just some random occurrences of experiences and events that took place. I love how Denzel talks about in one video on YouTube how one day you're going to be on a hospital bed. It was a Denzel and Les Brown, but you're going to be on a hospital bed and all of your dreams and goals and visions are going to come to you on a hospital bed, on your deathbed, right when it's almost time for things to hang it up. And they're going to look at you with big, smoldering eyes. And they're going to be disappointed and angry with you because they knew that they knew that they accompanied you in this lifetime. And it was your job to realize them and to create them and bring them to fruition. And I'm scared to death of having that experience. And, you know, all the dreams and things that I've had in this lifetime keep me company on a bed, on, on my deathbed. I don't know if it'd be enough room on that bed for everything, but to go into transition knowing that I didn't live a life that was to my standards or live a life that was true to me, a life that honors my soul and honors my actual path. 
Jess Saint Scott said, when someone loves you, the way they talk about you is different. You feel safe and comfortable. A very crucial and important part to creating a healthy and balanced mindset to shape and mold your identity is learning how to express your emotions. You know, so many of us, we are so scared of feeling our feelings because our feelings, our emotions make us feel unstable at times because a lot of us are very sensitive and we're very emotional. All of us are emotional beings, that needs to be said. No one, some people may be more open and may have, you know, be able to share stronger emotions at times, but all of us, everyone, we're emotional beings. If you possess emotions, you are an emotional being. It's so, so very upsetting to be a man and to see, to know so many men that are scared to cry or scared to emote and share their emotions and just all the different complexes and personality disorders that are existing around their brain and their mindset because of all the conditioning that goes into training us to avoid our emotions and to just be strictly logical. Now, for a long time, for most of my life, I had to overcome allowing my emotions to ride me because I couldn't really make it through any conversation, really, because the moment I feel like you're against me or that you try me or that you want to do me some type of harm or, you know, something like that, I started to spiral and my emotions can get the best of me and I let them do lots of dictating for me. And, you know, I was in a place where I treated them as fact and... I had to get in a place of understanding that they have a vote in the process, but let's stop taking them as fact. They will allow me to experience and feel certain things to protect me and to guide me as I go on and forward. But it is vital to express and to feel your emotions. Nowadays, you know, we have been saying, get out of your feelings. And the thing is, no one can communicate without feelings. Now, you don't need to overdose on your emotion. You don't need to let your emotion drive your situation. It's important to maintain a balance of logic and emotion. But we have to stop looking at emotions like they're an inconvenience, like we don't need them, like they're hazardous, and that they can really get in our way towards having a life that's worth having. Brian Tracy said, Never complain, never explain. Resist the temptation to defend yourself or make excuses. I can say that over the past few years, but in a tremendous amount of effort in to become someone who doesn't give excuses and to become someone who isn't, you know, triggered to defend themselves in any situation where, you know, I may feel like someone's coming for me. I've been learning how to define the situations that in the past I've been, you know, like more likely to defend myself in and get to the bottom of what brings it about in me. I feel like when it comes to building and constructing a healthy mindset that allows you to feel in control and feel insecure 
it's important to have a handle on the things that can rouse up your emotions, things that can upset you, things that can make you unstable, things that can create instability in your life, things that can make you betray yourself, things that can come off as your weaknesses, things that can really just be used to deceive you or to get you out of your character. And a lot of times when it comes to doing this kind of work and having these kind of, you know, observations and different things like that, we try to get to a place where everything is perfect. But the thing is, you just need to try. You just need to do. You just need to take action. Get in a place of understanding that done is better than perfect. That has been a phrase or slogan that has helped me tremendously within the past couple of years. Get in a place where you're done. Don't worry about perfect because it's unreachable, it's unsustainable, and it's just a cloak that you can wear to not take action, a cloak that you can wear that keeps you doubting yourself. But when you're able to complete things, when you're able to see yourself finish what you start, when you're able to see yourself make physical or actual changes in your behavior, influence the way that things, that you react to things, influence the way that you respond to things, that will build confidence because you are showing yourself that you're able to affect the very bottom line that influences everything. When you know for yourself that you can influence and change your behavior intentionally and, you know, voluntarily, that is powerful information and that is powerful awareness. Understand that if you are someone that is open and transparent with your emotions, the chances are that you may be surrounded by or you may have quite a few emotionally unavailable people in your life. And I feel like that's because opposites attract. You know, I feel like a large reason why a lot of my relationships with friends and family didn't work, you know, in the past was that there were lots of emotionally unavailable people in my life and we could never be on the same page because a lot of people didn't want to come face to face with emotion. A lot of people didn't want to come face to face with being vulnerable or transparent. A lot of people didn't want to come face to face with admitting this hurt me, this disappointed me. You know, I was on the end of expressing what, you know, my issues were, but I wanted other people to do the same thing so I can see where they were coming from, so I can see how they felt, but they didn't want to disclose how things made them feel. And, you know, it's this thing of thinking that you're being stoic, but you're really being stoned and you're closing yourself off from your emotions. And when you close yourself off your emotions, you bring yourself more and more out of alignment with taking care of you. There was a video where I saw Jada Pinkett Smith talking to Willow, her daughter, and she was talking about how it's important to stay in alignment with taking care of you. Because you get in the place of trying to take care of everybody else that you lose sight of what you need. You lose sight of what matters for you. Whether you're a mother, a father, you know, whatever, a wife, a husband, whatever. When you get up in the morning, you need to think about it, consider what it is that you need. Because if you're not any good, if you're not any, if you're not valuable, if you can't be your best, you won't be able to give people your best. You won't be able to give your children your best. You won't be able to give your spouse or your family or whoever your best. 
But you only start to do that when you start to honor your emotions, when you start to take note of how things make you feel, when you start to take notice of the patterns of when you're triggered or things that are said or done that bring out those very, you know, violent reactions in you. Things that, you know, people say about you that make you feel insecure or make you doubt your worth or make you doubt that you're worthy or that you're enough. What are those things? And when they're said, Take note of them and take the time in your free time to understand why that thing impacts you the way that it does. And when you take the time to pull it apart and make sense of it, you can start to take the power out of that. You know, growing up, I was somebody where people called me sissy, man, you know what I'm saying? Every now and again, you know, fags and all types of just terrible, horrible words. And I had, and it used to just take me over the top and make me violent, make me feel violent and angry and wanting to fight and scream and argue and just lose it. But as an adult now, I understand. It took me time to take the power out of those words and understand that that wasn't about me. And the people that wanted to get a rise out of me, people that wanted to make a mess of my emotions, they had already made a mess of theirs. They were unhappy with who they were. They're unhappy with who they are. And they just want a company for the ride. And, you know, for a good while, I gave them that company. I made a table for them to sit down and, you know, we act the food together. But just because it happened then, then doesn't mean it has to continue. When it comes to being emotionally, when it comes to maintaining your mental health, when it comes to, you know, your self-love, and when it comes to shaping and molding your identity, you can't overlook your emotions. You're not going to be able to live the life you want. You're not going to be able to maintain the relationships that you need or that you want without emotions. You have to be able to care about them. You have to bring them into the conversation. So start today and figure out how your emotions play into your outcomes and who you are and how you show up. Abigail Van Buren said, the best index to a person's character is how he treats people who can't do him any good and how he treats people who can't fight back. I feel like one of the major mistakes in life that we as humans make is that we try to look for people, people around us to support us and look for people to push us, look for our relationships to push us and just look for people to push us to where we want to go as opposed to getting ourselves there. You know, we invest so much time in friendships and relationships and family and all types of things. And along the way, they become crutches. Along the way, they become distractions. Along the way, they become inconveniences and they really get us out of alignment with our paths they get us out of alignment with who we're supposed to be and what it is that we're supposed to be doing i learned in my personal experience that one of the best things that you can do is align yourself with the vision align yourself with the mission 
with a dream or goal, when you align yourself to missions and visions as opposed to people, you can put your back into the situation. You can put your entire being into that outcome. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to have the outcome that you want in the end, but it's your vision and you get to control that more than you can control other people or more than you can, you know, estimate how they're going to behave or you know move when it comes to being in a relationship with you. And you do that by finding something in life that pulls you, by getting in touch with what it is that you want to do, what it is that you want to create, and then getting in touch with that and allowing that to pull you. And the pull really comes in when you get to the bottom of why. Why does this thing pull you? Why do you want this thing? And when you can get in connection with the why, then life will start to pull you. And in every situation, it will come back to that why, you know, that bottom line of what it is you want to do. I feel like there are so many of us who give up on life and we're depressed and we feel so hopeless because we're not making the kind of progress that we want to make in life because right now we're using all of our energy, our mind, body, and spirits to push ourselves. And when we're pushing and going uphill against the current, we're using more energy and we're exhausting ourselves as opposed to going with the current and allowing ourselves to experience a bit of flow. And you can only do that when you go after the things that really matter to you. When you can go after the things that you really care about. The person that gets a job, you know, whether it's a graphic designer or whatever, the person that gets the job just to pay their bills and just to live won't have anything on the person that gets the job because they purely and simply love to create. Just because this position gives them the opportunity to create and give in a way that exceeds who they are, that's bigger than who they are and what they stand for, that in itself is the gift day in and day out. I had to learn that myself with just working with it. I had to learn I couldn't just work any job because I see myself as a humanitarian, someone that wants to contribute greatly to helping other people and being there for other people. But to put, uh, the position doesn't put me in a place where I can help other people or affect change and be able to contribute to love and generosity and kindness, then I'll be stifled. And I'm setting myself up to not be able to meet my personal best and potential. I do this very podcast because this podcast gives me a platform to be demonstrative, to use my life, to use my mistakes, to use my vulnerabilities, to be transparent and to use myself as a foundation, you know, to allow other people to leverage my experiences, to leverage my mistakes, my failures, whatever. It allows me to be in a position to inspire and motivate others. You know, I can't get enough of it, but it puts me in a position to be a teacher. It puts me in a position to be a student. It puts me in a position to learn. It puts me in a position to just pay attention. It puts me in a position to take action. It puts me in a position to talk about the things that I don't get a chance to talk about with people, the things that I'm very vulnerable, very sensitive around. It gives me a position or an opportunity just to talk and to be open. 
And with me talking and being open, with being being a male and being vulnerable, it's my intention and it's my prayer that it gives other males, that it gives other people courage to be just as vulnerable and transparent. It's my intention that it gives other people the courage to not make room for shame. There's so much shame going around about talking about this or talking about that or sharing this because it makes you look weak or sharing this because it makes you look sad or whatever like that. And I'm going to tell you that in my life, a lot of people say that they're open book, but I will tell you that I am an open book, open book. And it's only because I don't want to make room for shame anymore. I made room for so much shame for a long time in my past because I felt embarrassed about this. I felt embarrassed about that. I allowed people to inspire thoughts and feelings of doubt and insecurity in me because I didn't know that I mattered. I didn't know that I was enough all alone. I didn't know that I could be happy in myself and for myself without them. I didn't need them to complete me. I didn't realize that I was already complete when I the moment I was born. And you are complete too. You have to find the thing that speaks to you. There is a work, there is an art, there is a something that just follows you. It's always, you've always been interested in it. Maybe you forgot about it. Maybe life got too busy. Maybe you got into too many relationships, started making some friends that kind of got you off the beaten path. But there is something that you're supposed to do. Maybe it's a chance that it won't set you up to be a millionaire, but it will set you up to be in a free fall of giving to your heart's content because this thing speaks to you in a way that is natural and native. It speaks to you in a way that reminds you of being a kid or reminds you of how good and sweet life can be. I personally, I'm I'm obsessed with excellence and, you know, Deliberate practice. I am obsessed with being the best. I am obsessed with personal development and motivation. I am obsessed with bringing out the best in people. I am obsessed with inner beauty and character. I am obsessed with what uh, Oprah says, you know, learning how to, you know, uh, let your personality serve your soul. I am obsessed with creating life. I mean, creating light throughout this world and creating a world that is a lot more kind and generous, understanding and beautiful. I am obsessed with finding people and motivating people who have been through very dire circumstances and experiences and training them and motivating them and encouraging them to see the light and to see that the world can still be beautiful despite everything that you've been through. Don't let people who have caused you harm, hurt, and danger to take away the beauty of this experience. All the different decisions that had to go into place for you to be here right now, for you to be born and for you to be here at this particular time on earth. Starting this podcast has been very, very healthy for me and it's been very, very liberating because It's kind of been like a walking journal slash diary for myself because I get to speak about experiences in a way that I've never really had a chance to speak with anyone because, you know, for a long time I've been a loner for a lot of the time. So it gives me me a chance to 
express my voice, but also gives you a chance to relate. Because I just want to relate to other people, remind other people that you aren't going through anything no one else has. Hasn't. It is not to say your stuff isn't special, but we're all here together. Welcome to the air segment, y'all. Thank you again for being here. In this segment, we challenge you to take action. We challenge you to become a better student and a better master of your own life. So without further ado, let's jump right into that. The first letter is E, emulate. Find someone who's doing what you want to do. Find someone who's living a lifestyle that mirrors what you want yours to look like. Find someone whose way of living, whose way of being, you know, whose profession, whose behavior, psychology, way of being just interests you or intrigues you. And get into their story. Find out if they have any books. Find out if there's any documentaries. Find out what there is to learn. If this is someone that you know personally, find a way to maybe take them out to dinner, to breakfast, to lunch. Find a way to be able to get you kind of room with them and pick their brain and learn more about what it is that they do or they don't do. You know, very seldom, depending on how hard to come on, people are very intrigued and very, you know, glad to discuss their success or their career and what they've been able to do. It's my experience. And, you know, with people that I've wanted to learn about and learn from. So put yourself out there to emulate people who have achieved the level of success that you want or who have the habits and who have the lifestyle, who has the routines, who has the morning routines or the evening routines, who has the habits that you want to get you to where you're trying to go. Do that work. The next letters are respond. Get in a place of learning how to respond with ability as life goes on make it your priority to get better at responding to people especially when people are being nasty to you when people are trying to get a reaction out of you when people want to upset you put your back into making sure you don't give that to them put your energy and your back into staying poised and staying in charge staying in control and when things hurt you when things bother you get in a place of accepting yourself and allowing yourself to hurt or express that pain or that agony if that's what it is so many of us we feel like emotions are an inconvenience we feel like we can outrun them we can ignore them we can just turn the volume down but in turning down the volume on emotions we are disconnecting ourselves from life We are disconnecting ourselves from people. We are disconnecting ourselves from our true selves. So allow your emotions to lead the way. You don't have to be emotional when you make decisions or anything, but know that they have a say, that they should have a vote in the decisions that you make. They should have a vote in where you go in life. And more than anything, understand that you're human. And the last letter is A. Accelerate. Accelerate yourself and put yourself on a fast track by finding something in life that pulls you. Some of the greatest advice that I've ever gotten was 
learning to attach yourself to missions, attach yourself to goals. Too many of us, we spend our lives trying to attach ourselves to families, to friends, to people, to business partners, to all types of things that we can't hold on to that's unsustainable. But when you have a mission, when you have a goal, when you have a vision, you can put your all into that because you're not dealing with an actual person. There may be people involved at different legs of the race, you know, or different legs of the journey as you go forth, but this is your vision and you get to mold its outcome. Sometimes it always looks different in the way you want it to look, but learn how to find things that pull you. We're so ingrained and trained to think that we got to break our backs and work for everything. And we do have to work and take action. But when you find things that pull you, that touch those nerves of intrinsic motivation, then, you know, you will be doing the work from the inside and it won't feel as hard. It won't take that much of a toll because you know your why. You are connected to what it is you want to accomplish once you meet this goal or see this thing through. So there you have it. Emulate, respond, and accelerate. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a comment and or rating. Let us know how this podcast is going. Let us know if you have any suggestions or ideas for the kind of topics you want me to discuss. If you feel free, please feel free to donate to the podcast. It helps tremendously. Thank you for all of you who donated last week. That was a major turnout, and I really appreciate it. In the next episode, we're going to talk about the power of self-love. You know, during this week, we're really going through some self-love, self related things and titles and topics and we definitely won't have any shortages of that so thank you for tuning in lastly thank you for supporting the medicine cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential you are strong you are enough you are wise and you are tough peace and enjoy your evening enjoy your day and enjoy the rest of the week